Hello, this is episode 248 and in it, I'm speaking with Robert Duffield, who is co-founder of Archetopia. So what happens if you want to find a home design that's already done? You want to simply purchase a home design, you want to skip the design process altogether so that you can be on site faster and in your finished home sooner. Well, that's what volume builders certainly offer. They offer you the option to choose a home design out of a catalogue and to shortcut a lot of the process of designing, documenting and the months and sometimes even years that are involved in bringing an idea to something that can actually be built. But what if you want a home that is architecturally designed? Well, that's where Archetopia comes in. Archetopia is a business created by three co-founders who are passionate about making architecture more affordable and giving access to ready-made designs that can be purchased and built wherever you are. Plus, these homes are designed with sustainability and sufficiency in mind. I'm going to be sharing my conversation with Rob from Archetopia over this and also the next episode as well. So be sure to stay tuned for both parts. And Rob's also got a special coupon code uh, for Undercover Architect podcast listeners. So if you have been looking at Archetopia packages or you listen to this episode and the next and decide that Archetopia package is what you want to do, then I've got more on that coupon code for you in a minute. Also, if you want to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus the links and information that we mentioned, you can do that by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 248, the numbers 248. Now, let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to Elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee. Based in Northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've worked in the architectural industry for over 27 years now. Having worked on over 250 projects, mainly residential family homes, as well as significantly renovating three homes of my own with my hubby, whilst our three kids were babies, toddlers and even older, I have a personal and professional understanding of the joy, challenges, stresses and excitement of making your family home a reality. In mid-2014, I started Undercover Architect and it's an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building and renovating your family home. Undercover Architect is all about giving you access to the industry knowledge and insights you need to avoid the mistakes and dramas that can cost you thousands, tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's about levelling the playing field so that the world of renovating and building doesn't seem so mysterious and you can be the active driver in your project, navigating it with know-how and confidence. Undercover Architect helps and teaches homeowners through this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship program, Home Method. I truly believe that when you know the questions to ask, the steps to take and the best way to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in, you can enjoy the process of building and renovating, as well as the home that you move into at the end of this ambitious journey. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your location, your budget or your dreams. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now, let's get on to the episode. 
Let me take a minute to tell you more about Archetopia before we dive into my conversation with Rob on this episode. So after seeing an increasing number of poorly designed and environmentally irresponsible new homes being built in Australia, three colleagues decided to do something about it. They created Archetopia, the online platform giving Australians access to affordable architecture. Their vision is to raise the standard of new housing in Australia, create a more environmentally responsible future and make the client-architect relationship more transparent, accessible and affordable. Their architecture and interior design team create beautiful, functional, energy-efficient homes, architectural homes that a majority of Australians can actually afford to build. Architopia was founded by architect Robert Duffield, interior designer Sophie Lindblom-Taylor and building designer Leon Morton. Now in this episode I'm chatting with Rob who is one third of Archetopia and Rob is a Victorian registered architect. He's worked in Melbourne, Amsterdam and London. He's actually in London for our chat Uh, and he's accumulated a range of beneficial experiences that have helped develop a considerate and fun approach to problem solving and spatial solutions. A well-rounded set of skills that span both domains of design and hands-on construction, he's cultivated a desire to create a more transparent, accessible and collaborative approach to residential architecture and building in Australia. And Rob is passionate about empowering more Australians with the knowledge and confidence needed to build better homes. Now, Architopia is offering Undercover Architect listeners a 15% saving on their packages. That's 1515. So you just need to use the coupon code UNDERCOVER1515. Uh, So Undercover, the word U-N-D-E-R-C-O-V-E-R, the number's 15 when you purchase and you'll get your 15% off. I am so grateful to Architopia for offering this to the Undercover Architect community. I get really excited to think there's going to be listeners out there building Archetopia homes. Let me know if you do, okay? Reach out to me. I'd love to hear. So without further ado, we're going to kick off this conversation by hearing more from Rob about how he became an architect and how Archetopia came to be. And then in the next episode, we're going to be discussing more about uh, the individual packages and what you get when you actually purchase and what the process is like to build a home this way. And remember, you can grab a full transcript of this episode and the links and the coupon code as well by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 248. That's the numbers 248. Well, Rob, it's really awesome to have you here on the podcast. I've been watching Archetopia from afar and we've obviously been tic-tacking backwards and forwards. You're in the UK, so us organising a time that we could uh, jump online that was suitable for both of us and didn't get you have you getting up at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> was, yeah. was, uh, was interesting. But I, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because uh, your business is something I've been, like I said, watching from afar, super curious about. And so I'm really looking forward to being able to dive into the detail and understand more about it and how it came to be and um, and how you guys are helping homeowners. So can you start by just telling us a little bit more about yourself and about how you became an architect and also how you formed Archetopia with uh, Sophie and Leon? No problem. Uh, thank you very much. It's wonderful, uh, wonderful to speak to you. So I've always had an interest in design, um, I guess, how something is put together and then how it may be used. Uh, this is most, mostly attributed to Lego, though I wasn't reminded of this until my late years as a student at high school, uh, that I was given a glimpse into design and architecture. And I found something that truly captivated me. And I thought, how can I do more of this? So I found my career development uh, as an ongoing process. And I'm now frequently asked how I ended up in my current position, which is as a design manager and why I became an architect. So I, I started uh, my, my career in a traditional graduate role and quickly learned about the, the many facets within architecture that can be developed and 
Again, I found the parts that really meant a lot to me and researched how I could do more of them. This is uh, what led me on to design management and the desire to uh, take part in launching Archetopia. So, yeah, the beginning of Archetopia may partially be due to a passion for business and um, the ever-growing request for assistance in designing a home uh, from friends and even friends of friends and family as soon as you start studying architecture or a related profession, which I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with. <laughs> very, very much um, so, yes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's definitely uh, something that the three of us have uh, experienced as part of the business as well. Um, yeah, so the business idea itself, uh, it's been thought of many times before, I'm sure, um, though it's, it's definitely a hard one to realise, I think, which we found. So we founded the company at the start of 2020 uh, after a year of development. We felt that the three of us combined had the individual individual knowledge and skills to make a positive impact whilst capitalising on the uh, lack of quality built housing stock. So as, as we stayed on the website, did you know that over 200,000 new homes are built each year and only 5% of these are architecturally designed? So to me, that means either one of two things, uh, there's an issue with accessing the profession or it's not seen, uh, the value isn't seen uh, by a majority of home buyers. So that's the problem statement and that's why we created Architopia. It's, a, it's an online platform giving more Australians access to affordable architecture. We aim to raise the awareness and quality of design and show people that it's actually affordable. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it, I mean, it is one of those things I've learned through the undercover architect community. I find that a lot of people who come to Undercover Architect, they're surprised that so few people use architects as well. Like homeowners are surprised that so few people use um, use architects. And I know that um, I wasn't aware until I started Undercover Architect and started working so closely with homeowners that there are many homeowners who go about designing their own homes and then they take it straight to a builder and that's their pathway. So it's, um, and, and I, you know, I'm very big in undercover architecting, not telling people who they should use uh, to design. I just want to help them be able to ask the right questions and find the right designer for them. And so I love that you're providing this alternative to those who may see the custom residential with an architect out of reach, or they may decide that it's not sort of where they want to spend their budget, but they want that great design outcome, or they want something that's going to be uh, really suitable for their site. And I think Architopia is this fantastic option for people to explore so and as you said you know the idea isn't new it's something that has been explored before there's you know we've we've obviously uh had the small home service which actually happened in the 1950s and 60s in Australia where architects got together and they were selling uh, architectural uh drawing packages and a lot of homes got built from that small homes package and you can still find them as little jewels around the suburbs in certain locations so but you know I really I think that I'd be really interested to, I mean, the three of you are doing this, as we said before, we jumped on, this is, this is something you guys are really motivated to do, find a, you know, a lot of personal purpose in. What made you decide, look, now is the time, we're the ones to do it, you know, we're going to commit a year to kind of testing the business case, all of those kinds of things. What, what really was the, I suppose, the motivation to, to decide that now was the time? Yeah, so... Um... To, I guess, go over uh, the, the few parts of that question to break it down, there's the um, small home service uh, and then uh, why we created the business and why we thought it was an appropriate time. So, yeah, as you mentioned, the, the small home service for starters, um, directed by Robin Boyd, who's an icon uh, in Australian architecture and 
um, supported by many other architects that were quite accomplished at the time. Uh, it was definitely a source of inspiration. So over the past few decades, we've seen uh, an increased focus on the high density housing solutions, capital cities. Uh, and today we're seeing excellent, excellent new initiatives tackle this problem, such as like Nightingale housing, for example, uh, which a lot of people are now familiar, familiar with. And uh, however, like detached houses, um, as was identified by the small home service, uh, still account for 70% of Australia's total dwelling stock. And the figure is expected to grow by a further 12% in the next year and a half, which is um, wow. truly amazing. Yeah, so I'd say today more than ever, it's absolutely critical that a more refined, affordable and sustainable form of detached housing is made accessible to Australians. We are aware of the RBIA small homes model. Um, and yeah, it's an undoubtedly a source of inspiration. However, I wouldn't say Arctopia is an attempt to resurrect it, though it shares common goals. Primarily, Arctopia is a direct response to the current volume housing market and the lack of quality options for people on smaller budgets who still want to make a positive impact with their new home build. So I consider Arctopia and its objectives uh, a modern approach to the traditional client-architect relationship where we aim to create uh, versatile house designs and complete all of the work up front to enable minimal handholding and aftercare beyond the point of sale. Uh, we're not just selling a set of plans uh, to the client. So it has its, it has its challenges, uh, though we're, we believe we have the products in place to deliver uh, a full service um, simply delivered in a new format. Um, yeah, the, I guess the approach, it's enabled... Uh, Sophie and myself to work anywhere in Australia uh, or abroad. So to address the elephant in the room, um, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, Sophie and me are actually living in London, which is uh, really exciting. So um, it's enabled us to grow our team uh, around Australia and, and beyond um, to uh, assist with all of the, the tasks that are coming up. And uh, we manage the business through online services such as Google Suite, Calendly, Basecamp and Trello, uh, which enables us to set tasks, deadlines and deliverables uh, whilst managing the business from completely anywhere in the world. Uh, so this benefits us and also the clients because we're able to operate at a very low cost and pass these savings on. Um, and yeah, currently this isn't our full-time gig. Uh, it has the potential to scale and the resource to do so, though I think we're enjoying the workload as it currently is at the moment and uh, we're able to support inquiries uh, from clients and make new business um, and it's the, the perfect balance between passion and some profit at the moment. Yeah. Thank you for that um, run through. Cause I think it gives people a really good picture of, you know, the fact that this business, I, I think it's really impressive that you've made the commitment to this business and at the same time, not everything lives and dies on it. So it makes, you know, it means that it actually can have integrity for exactly what you want it to achieve in terms of making architecture affordable and accessible for people and to be able to really test, you know, what's working and be able to support homeowners in that journey. Because as an architect, it's, it's obviously not something you necessarily 
I mean, I know starting undercover architect, I had to learn a lot of different things that I hadn't learned in my architectural career about how to work with homeowners in this new and different way. And you, the three of you will be going through that similar experience of learning different kind of inquiries and different processes of working with homeowners and to be able to do that and really ensure that you're getting that right um, so that you can give people the best of, of um, what the business can offer over time. I think it's, it's really great. So, and you know, uh, we're all used to now working remotely from anywhere. So <laughs> being the last the last couple of years of a pandemic have taught everybody that we don't have to be in one place. So and I know a lot, there's lots of homeowners that I work with who um, they're, they're overseeing a home construction from the other side of the world, you know, and so they're, they're using online tools uh, to, to be able to see a house get built in an, you know, in a location that they're nowhere near. So it's um it doesn't it certainly doesn't limit you to not be geographically where everything is at. So now you started off Architopia by doing a survey of interested people and to see what they're actually seeking. I think this is a great strategy for anybody starting a business and um, really understanding what they're going to need. And so what did that tell you about what people were really looking for? And perhaps that, you know, I suppose the most uh, the most comparable kind of comparison for people is to go to a volume builder and to buy something off the plan. So what were they not getting from that kind of avenue that you were seeing that needed to be satisfied by something like this business? Yeah, the, the surveys uh, were a great, a great research tool. Uh, I couldn't uh, thank the information they, they gave us enough. Um, the, yeah, I, I guess one of the, uh, well, our research to find our target market uh, was one of the foundations of our business plan and model on um, the survey. So it proved uh, that it was a viable concept and the right time to launch. Uh, a great reminder, of, again, of how important research is. So we started out by running an extensive survey of people interested in building a home. The survey aimed to determine what families wanted in their homes, what are their must-haves and their nice-to-haves. It helped them develop their designs to fulfill the needs of everyday Aussies. Um, so it's in stark contrast, contrast, I think, to the volume uh, builder model where they dictate what you should have uh, by developing bloated plans um, that oversell and under deliver essentially. So what is a, a key finding in the research, uh, I'd say, is that sustainability is at the top of almost everyone's list. And it's something that volume builders simply aren't tackling beyond uh, government mandated benchmarks. So this was proven when we did our research uh, into starting the business um, and looking at a range of websites of uh, particular uh, builders, we're finding no evidence uh, as to show how the business has actually supported environmentally conscious design, aside from just something on the front page, which was quite interesting. Um, so yeah, there were, there were many great findings of the survey. Uh, to summarize, uh, we received over 100 results of um, which I'm going to share the findings of the 22 to 39 year old bracket. And that's just because we found that to be more appropriate as a target market for us. Uh, so some queries were open answered, some were prescribed. And I suppose first and foremost, without prior giving away any, uh, anything about the business model, Almost everyone surveyed, so that was over 95% of respondents, said that they would purchase an architectural design online if the service existed. So that instantly validated uh, the <laughs> idea to us and helped us progress with the decision. Uh, so to share a few key statistics, which might be quite interesting, the top five uh, most important features of a house 
So from, from last to first, uh, at over 80% green space. Then number four was functionality. Three, environmental sustainability. Two, natural light. And then at over 95% of respondents said energy efficiency. So uh, it was, wow. yeah, it really helped develop, um, I guess, our focuses. And then top five program requirements uh, were a large functional kitchen. And to us, this highlighted the importance and ever-growing, um, I guess, need for a social kitchen and a, a place where people can actually hang out and uh, talk rather than just purely uh, using it as a function to cook. Um, and then three bedrooms. Uh, so this uh, to us instantly told us that we could reduce the footprint of a building uh, to, I guess, save cost uh, and, uh, yeah, essentially, we're not we're not building four or five bed houses, which um, which helped us a lot with um, our, our I guess core business values, and so then lots of internal storage. So this was challenging to resolve. Obviously, we're shink, shrinking the footprint, uh, though we've we've tried to achieve this uh, in all of our designs. And then high ceilings was another. So increasing a sense a sense of spaciousness. Um, so not just having a flat a flat ceiling at twenty seven hundred or three meters. And then uh, combined in fifth uh, was solar panels and rainwater tanks. And that uh, showed that a lot of the respondents uh, in our target market care about resources. So, yeah, it was quite, quite an interesting um, finding from the surveys. Uh, I've, I've got a bit more to explain as well, which I guess uh, were what were the findings and what did they tell us about what's missing from the volume builder market or off the shelf plan market? Um, this was that we had the ability to downsize uh, the design requirements of what clients wanted and focus a lot more on energy, uh, envi environmental sustainability and quality of building materials. Um, and then I think a statement that echoed that a lot from one of our respondents, which I'll read out, was light, bright, sustainable and thoughtfully designed. Designed to suit the local environment and stand the test of time. Big is not better. I would prefer something well-designed, functional and economical. Um, yeah, and so last but not not least, I think a stat that was quite uh, interesting and relevant to this is 55% of our surveyed respondents also listen to podcasts at least once, once a week. So that's a good one for you, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, thank was there anything else? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I, um, yeah, there was... Um, Sorry, a bit more, sorry. Yeah, going back to the reason we started the business as well, uh, it was able to help us turn around what appeared to be a blockage in accessing the profession. Uh, so a few of the comments we received when asking about what respondents thought of architects, which uh, was quite interesting. The key word that kept coming up was expensive. Uh, so much bigger projects than my small home, um, they really know what they're doing, a specialist, something only wealthy people could afford. Uh, and expensive, too much for me to afford. I also think of beautifully designed large houses for rich people. So, <laughs> so a big part of this project for us has been to enable access to architecture for a wide part of the market. We've had to flip the traditional client-architect relationship on its head, at the same time trying not to devalue or undercut profession by any means. So, uh, yeah, that, that was some of the, the aspects of survey helped us find, which were, which were really insightful. 
That must have been so eye-opening for the three of you when you went through all of those survey results and also quite, val you know, really validating to go, okay, yep, now we know because, and that really excites me because with the fact that you said that was 22 to 39-year-olds, you know, they're people that are either moving into sort of their first home ownership, um, thinking about, you know, uh, getting married, being a couple, having family, uh, and, you know, and then the at the 39-year-old end, they're probably, you know, either... Um, either sort of getting established in their lifestyles or they or they're growing a family and those kinds of things and just to see that they share such a large percentage share such strong core values about how they want their homes to be and it's such a departure from what we've been fed as what apparently is the version of homes that we want to have you know over the last couple of decades so I, that that's really exciting. It's my experience too of the undercover architect community, you know, much more thoughtfulness, much more um, prioritization of great quality design, sustainable features, um, homes that consume less. It's, uh, it's yeah, it doesn't it just fill you with so much hope for um, particularly given oh, the rate sure. at which we're building houses every year. Um, I, you know, I, I saw some stat from the HIA today that was something like Australians will need 18.5 million. It was just the most ridiculous stat. And I thought we are not slowing down anytime soon in terms of house construction. It's, um, and for people to be thinking, okay, how am I going to do this differently? It doesn't have to be the way it's always been. I can have something that's, you know, much more considered. Um, I just, yeah, I really love that you guys found all of those things out and have been able to create a product to, to fulfill those needs. So, Let's dive into some of that because um, in the Archetopia library, there's currently five home designs. So I'm just going to go through. There's the silver top three, which is 170 square meters. It's three bed, two and a half bath and a single garage. There's then the L-shaped house, which is 143 square meters. It's also three bed, two and a half bath. And when I say two and a half, I mean it's two bathrooms with a powder room. Uh, silver top four, which is 160 square meters and it's four bed and two bath. There's the offset house, which is 130 square meters. It's three bed, two bath. And the courtyard house, which is 163 square meters, three bed and 2.5 bath. So I, and before we jumped on, you took me through the package that you prepare, which we're going to go through in a little bit more detail in a minute. I, from seeing the package, I can see why the development of a plan, it's almost like prototyping, prototyping an actual product. You have to be totally convinced that that's going to be a great design and really be attractive to people because the investment that Archetopia makes in creating the package of documentation and all the material that you then sell uh, for that home is a huge investment of time and effort and IP and energy. Like I can see how much goes into it. So it's not, um, it's not taken lightly. It's not like you're just, you know, jamming these things out on your drawing board and just, oh, we'll just add that to the collection. We'll add that to the collection. So it's very clear to me that these ones, uh, you know, have been a labor of love and iteration and really honing in on what are going to be the right options. And also looking at them on the website, you can see that there's, um, there's enough variety between them that they'll suit different site types, different family situations, different aesthetic tastes, different um, lifestyle configurations and those kinds of things as well. How did you actually arrive at these five, you know, and, and, and what is like, do you plan for more sort of what is your, your appetite and your process for sort of expanding the collection and, and, um, and, you know, that sort of going through that process. Well, yeah, as, as you've mentioned, the, uh, the five that we, we currently have in this selection. Uh, so the, 
for starters, the offset house was the first uh, and is actually a working prototype, as, you, as you've mentioned. So it's uh, we, the house which our co-founder, Leon, actually built for himself. So um, we, we tested it that way as well, which was also quite uh, quite informative. So it proved that uh, what could be achieved with only a small budget and a 130 metre squared footprint. Uh, organically, it sparked interest in the community, which led to friends and family wanting one of their own. Uh, so once we had started the business, we thought, how on earth do you design a building without a brief? Which was a key question. Luckily, we were remembered about the hundreds of surveys we'd completed prior, <laughs> which not only resolved uh, a lot of the design requirements, but also the footprint, frontage and materiality. So the foundations of the design were uh, practicality, character and simplicity. We sought out to make homes that were easy to engineer using common building techniques suitable to a, a range of orientations and most of all were adaptable at low cost. So to use the L-shaped house as an example, which is one of our offerings, it can be rotated to suit various street frontages, mirrored whilst maintaining sunlight, adapted uh, to add an extra garage, bedroom or study. Uh, also with the addition of a secondary entry door, the house can be divided into a split home office or independent area for short-term rentals. Uh, and how we, how we test the designs, um, we do this continuously, so which is the benefit of offer, offering and operating uh, as a shop style service. So we'll sketch all constraints, work with local builders uh, to price and design out any ambiguity to the design. We aim to create simple buildable architecture that any builder can pick up and build with confidence whilst only having to provide the architectural details that actually matter. So this means that over the course of sales, queries and new builds, we can continuously improve the design update drawings and continue to learn. Uh, and how we arrived at our selection of houses, which you've, you've just mentioned as well. So firstly, again, the customer discovery surveys, uh, and then through discussion with potential clients, friends and family, uh, through design research uh, for forms that will comfortably fit on most Australian standard blocks, which was the big one, and then leaving adequate, adequate space for landscaping, privacy and gardens, which we really value in our designs as well. Uh, we also considered the, the frontages and how they contribute positively to the, the streetscape or how they could. So we wanted to create an entrance experience. Um, and then do we plan for more? Uh, so of course, yeah, we, we actually have two new designs ready to be released, uh, which we're really excited about. Um, it just takes a long time, as you've, as you've mentioned, uh, due to our business structure. So as we do all of the work up front, unlike a traditional client architect structure, this means that everything has to be designed resolved and prepared up to the point of sale. Um, the two new designs are really exciting though. Firstly, we have a really small rectilinear design of about 120 meters squared. Uh, it's possibly our cheapest build yet and has been quoted at 350,000. So that's, that's uh, quite good news. And then the second is uh, our first double story design, which still manages to host a small ground floor area. I can't say too much about it though, because it's still having its buildability uh, refined and assessed. So. Both are likely to be uh, released around the end of July. Um, but yeah, then going on to your next question, which was how do we make sure that designs don't all look the same? It <laughs> can be quite a challenge, but luckily uh, there's three of us uh, who are really passionate about design and have equal contribution to a lot of the ideas that come into it. Um, also continuous research, so using social media, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, magazines, Green Mag, Inside Out, 
And then once again, obviously travel, uh, which is really, really accessible in Europe. So it brings in a lot of inspiration. Um, but yeah, it, it can be hard. There are some difficulties, which are the, when you find a, a material that you really like. So for us, um, we found uh, shiplap silver top ash timber as a cladding. And um, I think we had a lot of trouble moving away from this because it just looks so good. A lot of our initial designs just, um, we just kept coming back to silver top ash. It's, it, it grays off beautifully uh, over time. And we found that when you went down the street with an Architopia house, it just stood out uh, and it just looked honest and approachable, quite modest. It was, yeah, so it's really, really nice material, but we've, we've tried our hardest to bring in some other materials and techniques to, um, to really diversify what we have offered. Um, but yeah, there are, there are also some, some other difficulties, uh, as I mentioned. So um, considering we, we try to offer really buildable, uh, approachable plans and something that any builder can confidently pick up and um, build and quote, quote efficiently uh, and accurately. So we've had to move away from uh, techniques like reverse brick veneer, for example, which we think you'd think is very common this day and age. So um, a lot of a lot of builders, especially around Australia, will pick up a, a set of plans with reverse veneer and just adding contingency and risk um, into their costs. So it can be it can be a dangerous one, and that 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 is difficult for us to address. Um, having to stick to more traditional construction methods um, whilst keeping a building efficient as we can. So. Uh, where are they being built? I guess urban or regional areas. It's a good question as well. Um, so definitely more regional areas, uh, generally flatter sites, which is one of the constraints of our uh, typical approach. I'd like to continue to develop our portfolio though to encompass townhouses, uh, potentially shared living setups and sites with party, wall, party walls. So it's a lot of work though, so I can't promise a timeline for something like that, but, but it, is, it is something we're looking forward to doing uh, in the future, just to expand our offering as well. Um, and then uh, I guess how many are built and how do we come up with the names? Uh, two, two final parts of the question. Um, we try to keep in contact with all of our sales to track the progress through planning and building. Uh, it's a long process and um, also track advantages uh, and constraints faced by client in progressing the builds in different parts of Australia. So uh, one of the cost-saving tenets of Architopia is that we're quite hands-off post-purchase. Um, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but we have somewhere in the vicinity upwards of 20 clients who are in the various stages of the building process, uh, whether they've just bought the plans or a finished building. And we're, we're seeing that number grow month over month. It's really exciting. Um, and then on to names. Uh, so how did we come up with the L-shaped house, the courtyard house <laughs> and the silver top house? So um, for starters, the, the business name was the hardest part, uh, coming up with a, a simple and approachable name and logo. That, that is a challenge that uh, anyone will find near impossible. It's oh, so hard. <laughs> so, yeah. And then looking, the, the house looking was... for the domain names as well and making sure that the domain names are all available. That's, the, <laughs> that's always the interesting one you come up uh. with great business names and then somebody else has already taken the domain names <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely so that we, we got quite lucky with ours which which was great it wasn't taken um and then uh the names the names of the houses themselves so um we actually as we go through the process of design have to have a name for filing the house and so just uh through doing that 
we just placed a placeholder name on, which happened to be L-shaped house, got that house, uh, a design feature, predominant, predominant design feature to do with form. Um, generally, though, we had considered other, other names such as uh, native plants, such as Banksia, Wattle, et cetera, uh, which were really exciting. But um, who knows, there's always time for, for more names uh, for now. That is that is the general reason, um, this, and it's uh, it's helped us with um, explaining uh, very quickly to the clients what they're getting, uh, which was great. <laughs> Call them Gary and Trevor and Barbara and. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gone with client names. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, thank you for taking us through that because that was really good to hear some of those other things in terms of um, uh, just understanding more about how you've come up with these five. I completely sympathise with the finding a material and then wanting to have it everywhere because it can be really exciting when you find something that looks really good. But I think that the the five that you've got, do they do present a really good variety uh, for people to sort of consider. And I think too, it sort of gives, it gives an also an understanding of what's possible when you do have slightly different forms um, and different material treatments, just how different a home can look. So I know having worked at Mervac for a long time, you know, we would have the same plan type that we would build a few times on a site, but you could make it look entirely different based on how you did the elevation, the materiality of it, even, you know, sort of changing up the roof form and things like that. So you could have two houses side by side that had identical floor plans, but looked entirely different as houses from the outside. And it's why, you know, I, I don't get very attached to what people decide to wrap uh, a volume in aesthetically, because for me, it's the volume and the way the light is crafted and all of those kinds of things that actually determines the functionality and the feel and the performance of the home. It's not whether you decided to put this material, or this material on it, that to me is a really subjective personal aesthetic sort of thing. So I think it's, um, yeah, it's really awesome to see. Hey, I hope you found that first part of my conversation with Rob helpful in understanding the background behind Archetopia and also its response to what it saw was lacking in the marketplace for homeowners who wanted a different choice to what volume builders are offering, but perhaps don't want to go down the full custom home route. Now, join me in the next episode for part two of the interview. In it, we're going to kick off by discussing what's actually included in the Archetopia design packages, what you actually get when you purchase them online. And then also Rob's going to talk through some of the design devices that they use in their homes to be able to create more compact footprints overall. We also talk more about costs and also how they're seeing homeowners review this choice for themselves. Now, remember, you can access a free downloadable PDF transcript of this episode by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 248. That's the numbers 248. And I've got the links there for Archetopia's website, their social media. And also, if you want to purchase a package, don't forget to use the Undercover Architect coupon code where you'll save 15%. So that's Undercover15 and you'll be able to get that 15% off. So be sure to tune in next time for part two of my conversation. And as always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time. <laughs>